listening to Getting Big and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're talking about our experience trying out a capsule wardrobe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Getting Big and Green. Hi, Laura. Hi, Steph. How's it going? I'm good. Spent the day uh, teaching yoga. Nice. And now I'm back in my apartment for the afternoon. I'm going to catch up on some writing, and it's lovely to speak to you, as always. Yeah, I always love... Um, Laura and I chose a podcast date once a week now. Just a couple weeks ago, we, we decided, because before that, it had been sporadic. So now it's nice. It gives us something to look forward to at the same time every week. Um, so that's been really good. And it's funny, because I think... So you and I, Steph, we frequently talk about the idea of decision-free living. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, our podcast topic today of uh, the capsule wardrobe is a huge decision-free living tool. Um, And I think our decision to have one day a week where we record, even though our podcast only comes out every other week, is a great way that we have simplified our podcasting routine. We're no longer messaging each other back and forth to see when we can make time. We've just found a time in both of our weeks that happens to work, and now we don't schedule anything for that week. Decision-free. I know I have to be here for this time. Yeah, and I I absolutely love it. And I think we're going to try and work more decision-free living into our lives, both of us, and hopefully at some point in the future do a podcast on it because it. I just love the idea. And like you said, the capsule wardrobe is a huge tool for that, and my experience with it has just been nothing but positive. So, um, mm-hmm. I love, yeah, I love trying these things out and seeing what works for us. And, um, and if at any point in the future that time doesn't work for us, it would be just as easy to choose a different time, but it's just the, the concept of having a time yeah. is so great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's no stress of having to mull over the decision of when the best time to podcast yeah. is, uh, which is essentially what decision-free living is, is make all of the decisions ahead of time so that you actually have to get to save yourself the trouble of overthinking everything in the moment. Right. Gretchen Rubin, one of our podcast heroes, she always says, decide once and then never again. So I just love that. Um, But Laura, before we start this topic, which I'm excited to get into, um, we had some feedback from listeners about their goals for the new year, which is so exciting. And we just wanted to share a few of... Um, our listeners uh, goals and what they're working on this year so um so we had one comment on our blog from Ramina and she said that her goals include a reading goal of 12 books transitioning into being a vegetarian and doing some kind of physical activity every day which basically means she likes all the same things we do (laughs) which is awesome (laughs) and I think it's so great that people are starting to put it out there even if it's just something in the form of telling us what their goal is I think there's such power behind getting clear on what your goal is and things just sort of fall into place after that yeah 100% and you had a few too right yeah I had a few people reach out to me with book reading goals Mm. um yeah just like we set our annual goals for how many books we read uh I had Joanne reach out to me who is reading 12 books this year, Maroniki, who is reading eight books this year, and Danielle, who is going to be reading 12 books this year as well. Amazing. 
That's so great. I love hearing about reading goals. I want to follow them on Goodreads. I want to like make them a Goodreads profile, make them get a Goodreads <laughs> profile first and then follow them so I can see what they're reading because that's so cool. And I know um, the people who listen to this podcast, I can imagine they have really excellent um, book choices too. So I'm sure we would be super inspired by what they're reading. So yeah, if anyone wants to tell us um, any of the books they read this year for their challenge, what the best ones have been, we would absolutely love that. We're always looking for more recommendations. Yeah, definitely. Um, but let's jump into talking about the capsule wardrobe, Laura. So do you want to explain what capsule wardrobe is? Sure. I actually think that you might be in a better position to do this because you got super excited about the capsule wardrobe and it was your idea to do it as um, an experiment that we would do for three months and then record an episode about. But essentially what capsule wardrobe is, uh, is creating a wardrobe that's seasonal um, that consists of a limited number of items. So for us, what was ours? 37, 38? That was sort of the ballpark figure based yeah. on um, one blog, Unfancy, un-fancy.com. Awesome resource mm-hmm. if you're trying to get into capsule wardrobes. Hers was 37. So we kind of ballpark aimed for that. Yeah. And so you pick a number that works for you. Some people are going to need way more wardrobe pieces than others. Uh, luckily for me, my wardrobe is not only pretty <laughs> small to begin with, but I was only wearing kind of a small percentage of the clothes that was in it. So um, it was really easy for me to pick out uh, 37, 38 pieces to wear for uh, uh, September, October, November, December. So (laughs) I can't even remember I think we started like late September. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Capsule wardrobe is generally supposed to be seasonal. So depending on where you live, you know, the same wardrobe could last you only a couple of months or... Um, three, four, five. So yeah, so I think we said um, late September to December. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the reason we decided to do it was like we mentioned earlier, it's sort of a concept of decision-free living. It makes it a lot easier to decide what you're going to wear in the morning because the idea is when you pick your capsule wardrobe, you only choose the pieces that you really love. So the ones that you feel good in, that you like how you look in, that are comfortable, and that are going to be suiting you for a lot of different situations. So when you choose those things, the things that you reach for over and over again in your wardrobe as it is, then you just have a wardrobe that's just full of those pieces, the ones that you want to reach for every day. and. That basically means it's going to take you a lot less time to get get dressed in the morning. It's not going to be something you have to think about too much. And uh, yeah, it's just going to make your life a lot easier on a day-to-day basis, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And I don't know if this was explicit in the guidelines that we followed for our capsule, capsule wardrobe, but not just the things that we love but and look good in, but the things that you can also pair with multiple things um, mm. rather than just this obscure piece that kind of only works with one other item in your uh, closet and you know just taking away that tendency to have to try on a billion things only discover that none of them go together and that you have nothing to wear Um, so it was really about getting essential with what you have in your closet and choosing pieces that are versatile and you can dress up or down um, and making it really easy that way yeah, exactly. And I mean, if there was one special item that only goes with a few things, then at least 
taking the time to think about what are some combinations that could go together and making sure that those pieces also make it into your capsule wardrobe so that there's like pants and a skirt that could go with this top or or whatever the case may be so it's like it's about versatility and really thinking mindfully about what's in your wardrobe what's in your closet and the other thing is actually eliminating or storing everything else that's one of the tenets of the capsule wardrobe lore i don't know if you did that um, it's not mandatory. Um, it's just one of the things they encourage is to literally put everything else away and see if you can manage on just the items. And I made it really easy on myself because I just brought my capsule wardrobe to Ecuador and didn't bring any other clothes. <laughs> so I didn't really um, have much leeway to cheat there if I had wanted to. Yes, my, um, my closet's been pretty pared down as many of our listeners know. Uh, I'm trying to get essential uh, in general this year, um, mm-hmm. which means that I have been this year and I mean towards the end of last year as well, getting rid of a lot of the things that I was no longer wearing or the things that didn't make me feel good wearing them. Uh, but I definitely did store my summer clothes. I did not get rid of my summer clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And, and and then the idea of the capsule wardrobe is that you have one per season. So once that season's over, you store those clothes, maybe bring over a couple of pieces um, into the next season, and and then and then bring out the capsule wardrobe for the next season. So the blogger that I mentioned at Unfancy, she did it for each season, and then it was like she just has the clothes, and the upkeep of her wardrobe is gonna be really simple from now on, just swapping out a piece here or there if it doesn't fit or it gets stained or something like that um, as each season rolls around and the Mm -hmm. other part of it which is not so much of a problem for Laura and I but for the woman I mentioned Caroline from Unfancy and for a lot of other people I think um, the capsule wardrobe can be really helpful in pairing back your shopping Um, you know you only shop you know realistically um, four times a year when you're using the capsule wardrobe once at the beginning as you prep for the beginning of each capsule wardrobe season so that means that you're not always going to the mall and spending time trying on clothes that you don't need and buying things you don't need you're really limiting your shopping to only those four times as you prep for the next season so for me that's not a problem because I'm an underbuyer and I really hate spending money in the first place I can almost always talk myself out of a new anything um so that wasn't huge for me but Laura was that something that was a factor for you in the capsule wardrobe? I am an underbuyer as well. I think the only time in my life that I really was buying things that I didn't need was the first couple of years of university. Um, in high school, I actually I had a, a uniform, so I didn't have a ton of clothes. And in university, obviously, <laughs> you're going out more. And um, I think just in general, I was in need of more outfits for going out than I ever had needed. Um, and as a result, like I bought a lot of shit. Like I bought a lot of clothes um, from yeah. stores like Forever Twenty One and H and M that like oh maybe it's a cute top that you can pair with like one other thing, <laughs> and right. it didn't last very long and it no longer looks good and it lost its shape and uh, I no longer buy like that. That phase for mm-hmm. me only lasted a couple of years, thankfully. Um, and but I, what I really liked about planning our capsule wardrobe using the guide from Unfancy was that you write down every 
piece of clothing that you are choosing to keep in your capsule wardrobe. And there's actually a space for you to say, okay, what's missing? Like, what can I Mm -hmm. add? And what is my budget for that thing? So I think that the only thing that I actually ended up buying uh, to complete my capsule wardrobe was our friend Jess, who we've had on the podcast before, had launched a clothing line called Free Label. And right now they make these uh, basic tank tops out of organic cotton and bamboo. And I wanted to add that to my collection of basics. Yeah, me t- I, I added one of hers too. Um, I, I really love that you said that, that you get to write out what you want. I thought that was such a fun part of the process is that you kind of give yourself permission, and especially if you're an underbuyer like <laughs> you and I are, um, to say, oh, you know what? I actually really do want um, X, a new pair of black jeans, because mine stopped working for me like two years ago and I never replaced them um so you can say oh I want black jeans and then you can go and get them and it feels like a treat it's sort of like you get to focus on what you're keeping instead of what you're not having anymore um which makes you really feel a sense of abundance which is sort of a buzzword for this podcast but um it truly does you know the pieces that you have are ones that you're excited about and that you love and then, like you said, you can choose to mindfully add in a new basic that's made from quality materials and sourced locally or whatever the case may be that you're looking at, um, maybe something a bit more expensive. And you can add those things in slowly and carefully. And I think I've always been attracted to that idea, and I know you have too, but that's not something I've ever really pursued. And I think the capsule wardrobe is really making me think more about how can I buy quality clothes and how can I buy things that are going to last because the truth of the matter is I have a shirt that's like I think five years old now and I still wear it every week and it hasn't shown almost any signs of aging and it's like pieces like that are the ones that you really want to hold on to and sometimes it can be hard to tell which piece that you're buying if if the piece you're buying is going to do that for you but I think there are ways to have more confidence in the the items that you're buying and and making sure they're going to last you a lot longer. Um, Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I do want to make the point as well, even though my personal style is pretty casual um, and I'm often just wearing yoga leggings and stuff, this capsule wardrobe doesn't have to be limiting in a way that keeps you casual and not looking as if you put a lot of effort into what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, The the bloggers that we looked at to prepare for the capsule wardrobe, including Unfancy, uh, are they have really cute outfits and have become masters at layering different pieces to achieve different looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have basic, um, like they, they've pared down even like their footwear to the things where, mm-hmm. so maybe it's a pair of running shoes and a pair of really cute booties and a pair of long boots and that's it, right? And mm-hmm. Um, They're just very good at finding items that can be very versatile and also very easily dressed up. Yeah, and you're totally right. I mean, their sense of style is mind-boggling. Like, when I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to dress like that all the time. Um, And and they also find ways to, like, they don't wear, it's not like they're wearing the same thing every day, you know? Like, 37 pieces, that's actually quite a lot. If you have a dress in there, you might only wear it once every, like, two or three weeks, like based on what else you have. So it, it, to me, it hasn't felt limiting at all. But there is one um, piece of advice that 
some of those bloggers gave, which was that if you don't think this is going to work for you because you have let's say like a nine to five corporate job and there's no way that the clothes that you're going to wear when you go out to a restaurant at night are going to be the same as the ones you wear to work then they just suggest okay make two capsule wardrobes make one for work and one for everything else and in my case i would say that i had two capsule wardrobes as well um sort of inadvertently the second one wasn't really as uh, carefully curated as the first. The first was sort of my everyday outfits and then the second was like my workout stuff. Mm -hmm. So my workout stuff it's not anywhere near 37 pieces but it's also not curated. I think I have like you know four pairs of leggings and then you know <laughs> I don't want to tell you how many tops but not more than 37. So I kind of separated them that way as well because I don't usually mix those two wardrobes very much. I wear the workout clothes just to do yoga or run or walk. And then um, the everyday clothes are like my jeans and my, my tops and everything. So um, I didn't specifically do the capsule wardrobe for my athletic clothing, but I will say that for me, that and pajamas were not a part of the 37 pieces that I had in my everyday wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, my workout stuff was also completely separate from my capsule wardrobe. But interestingly, um, I just went through all my workout stuff this week because I'm reading Marie Con or I just finished Marie Kondo's book on Spark Joy. So, mm -hmm. um, and she also says to choose to keep the things that spark joy for you and uh, be able to discard the things that are no longer serving you. And so I went through my whole wardrobe, including my workout clothes that I hadn't previously gone through for this exercise just because I didn't count workout clothes in this exercise and I totally have workout clothes that I only ever wear if literally everything else is dirty <laughs> and so like there is no point in that and so it would have been helpful to approach my workout clothes in the same way that I had approached the rest of the capsule wardrobe with a little bit more intention luckily mm -hmm. I ended up doing it anyways um <laughs> And, and now I've chosen to give some of that stuff away. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, even, even I, I'd recommend almost what you said, having a second capsule wardrobe as opposed to having a clothing category that doesn't count. Yeah, I agree as well. And I was lucky because as I moved from Korea to um, Toronto and then to Ecuador, I pared down things at every step of the process. So my workout clothes what i did choose to bring i had kind, i hadn't gone through it with like the capsule wardrobe lens but i had gone through it with like the lens of okay i need to get rid of as much stuff as possible because i can't store things at my you know parents house i can't store that much things at my parents house and i can't bring this all with me so i had pared down and i definitely agree that if you're if you don't want to go through the whole capsule wardrobe process at least going through like you did and looking at um, what's no longer serving you or what's no longer sparking joy I think that can be it can be really big yeah totally yeah I did you do it for your shoes I did it for my shoes in that I brought only certain pairs of shoes with me to Ecuador and some of them are still in storage and well, none of them were heels <laughs> <laughs> um October to December in Toronto, there are only so many things you could actually wear on your feet. <laughs> um, so while I didn't put all of my shoes in storage, I did factor in I wanted to buy a pair of fall boots. 
mm-hmm. um, when I was planning the capsule wardrobe for the summer and or for the for the fall. And I did do that. So I bought a pair of fa- fall boots, and between that and my winter boots, that's probably all I've really been wearing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, me too. I bought a new pair of fall boots for the capsule wardrobe. It was such a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hadn't had new boots in so long. Um, my yeah, shoe they're pretty collection. Much all I wear. <laughs> my shoe collection's not very extensive, um, no. if you can imagine. As somebody who doesn't wear leather and also who has size four women's feet, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there aren't actually a lot of shoes out there that I can fit into. So right. luckily for me, um, I have very few pairs of shoes to go through. You're like you're like sort of have some li- limits put on you automatically. Oh, oh for sure. Which is great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good, and it's funny actually because when we started the capsule wardrobe was an, an idea I had floated to you and we went we started going through it and then we joked to each other like we pretty much already have a capsule wardrobe like I didn't have very many I don't have very many clothes because like I said I've been paring them down through my travels and whatever mm-hmm. so I feel like I didn't have that much more than than the capsule and I think what the challenge for me is going to be is sort of like reminding myself to actually um, start incorporating new pieces. <laughs> That's like mm-hmm. probably for me the biggest challenge is that I'll just wear the same thing, the same thing, the same thing until they're sort of, you know, ratty and they're not looking as great anymore and I'm not putting as much um, thought yeah. into combinations. So I think for me, a challenge could be to actually revisit it at every season because now we're going into the new year and I have not bought a single new anything and have no plans to. (laughs) Um, And also maybe thinking about capsule wardrobe combinations. Like that's one thing that I really loved about um, Unfancy's blog is that she posted a new outfit like every day or Mm -hmm. or every week, I'm not sure. And her blog, she's not keeping it up anymore, but um, there's such a treasure trove of combinations there already and I just loved how how she was able to mix and match them so much and really put thought into it and that's something that I don't really do now I'm like okay I love all these shirts I love all these pants I'm just gonna pick a pant and pick a shirt and like not really um think about how anything's looking so for me combinations could be a challenge to tackle for the next season you know what for me it was really helpful to physically remove uh, things that were not seasonal from my closet. Mm-hmm. So even, um, I think there's just, like we were saying, decision-free living. There's energy expended in deciding not to wear something, even if it's not seasonally relevant anyways. Even if it right. takes you a millisecond to be like, nope, not this, not, not this. But as soon as you're like filtering through it because it's in your closet, yeah. um, it's much more effort. So mm-hmm. I'm... I'm glad that I went through the process of physically putting into storage the things that I was not planning on wearing October through December. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea to not have them on your mind whatsoever. Laura, would this be something that you plan to continue or is it something that you're sort of, you're going to continue it but not like officially? Probably not officially. I don't see myself using uh, the same planner that we used for the fall moving forward every season. Um, however, I, like I said, I really liked putting away the stuff that I'm not currently wearing for the season. For example, mm-hmm. there is no need for most of my sweater collection during the summer months in Toronto. So right. 
I can completely remove them. I have space to put them in um, where they won't be in my way and won't be in my mental space when I don't need things. So I definitely plan on continuing to do that. Uh, and I, I really think that the lesson that I'm going to be carrying forward or the intention that I'm carrying forward is that focus on buying for quality and buying pieces with the intention that they go with your wardrobe as opposed to buying pieces that don't necessarily go with anything and require you actually to buy more in order to go with it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I agree. I don't think that I'm going to go through the process of, you know, picking out every single piece. And I actually took photos of every piece thinking maybe I was going to do a blog post on it. So I'm definitely not going to do that. But, um, But I think, yeah, like I said, for me, the challenge will be actually trying to incorporate new pieces every season. Um, I think that that could really, you know, ironically Mm -hmm. spark joy for me is to, um, that's actually one of my New Year's goals is to buy something every month that sparks joy because I am a chronic underbuyer and I'll like not buy new socks even though mine have holes in them. So I think that buying, (laughs) (laughs) not not that bad anymore, but I used to be really bad about that. Now I'm getting better at like throwing them out at least. If I don't go and buy new ones, at least I throw out the ones that have holes. Um, Yeah, so I think for me, that's going to be the lesson for the capsule wardrobe was remembering that feeling of abundance. Even when I just bought, I think like two or three new pieces for my wardrobe, that was so big for me um and so doing that could be really helpful going forward as well yeah so I think it was a really cool experiment I think that doing the capsule wardrobe um is an awesome idea um if you're like us and you don't have that many clothes to begin with I think you could still probably get something out of it yeah we just shared definitely Yeah. yeah so I'm curious if anyone has tried it who's listening and if they have what their experience has been and if not if anyone who's listening is interested in trying it and and you know what (laughs) what goals you're going to set for yourself and if you're going to have more than one capsule wardrobe like that would be so interesting to hear about absolutely we can be reached at green guinea pigs on twitter and on instagram on facebook we are guinea pig and green and you can as always find us at guineapigandgreen.com and if you would like to subscribe to the show, um, you can find us on iTunes by searching for Guinea Pig and Green. And if you want to leave us a rating or a comment while you're there, that would be amazing. Um, it will help get the show to more people who are like-minded. Thank you so much. Speak soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.